In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. <laughs> Even the cat will suffer now. What is it? I took her bag of shopping and she got out of the cab. Are you crazy? So that's diabetes induced by pregnancy, which meant Whoa. I had to um hey, myself. God. That guy you know is bad gango. Yeah. Hey! You better run. Hi everyone, it's Beatrice. It's Tammy. And it's Sharon and welcome to the BTS podcast. Listen, my energy is on zero today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we say this every week. No, nah, but honestly, we're moving like they're forcing us to be here. <laughs> Gun to <laughs> our heads. Fam, fam. <laughs> but no, honestly, on a serious note, my energy is low. But you know, I'm excited for today's episode. Um, so I'm hoping that that will give me some sort of boost. Well, actually, it might discourage me from doing a couple of things. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you were never getting discouraged. Why are you lying? Can you calm down? <laughs> <laughs> Oi, I'm so dumb. But um, yeah, guys, welcome to this episode. As you can tell by the title, it's not just us three. I know you guys are sick and tired now of us us three. So obviously, we have to go and bring in a special guest. Um, do you want to introduce yourself, girl? Hi, I'm Jennifer. Um, <laughs> Hello. New mum. That's a, right, let know. New mum to a let beautiful um, baby. It's not only Jesus that is sweet, my baby is also sweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she's about to turn one next month. Wow. And yeah, it's been a long and hard journey, but I'm grateful to God for um, getting us here. Um, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Damn, that's a strong, strong <laughs> entrance, you know. That's <laughs> me. To let him know, yeah. you've got to let him know. <laughs> Don't kill me, but you're telling me, so if someone else told you to introduce yourself, is that how you're going to introduce yourself everywhere you go? No, if I should introduce myself, I'll be like, my name's Jennifer. <laughs> you know what I'm, I mean? I'm, I'm the mean, original cool. gangster. Nah, we're going to the episode. Listen, Jennifer, I have to say this because there's one video that I don't know if Sharon's gonna remember this video. Oh but my god, is this the Jennifer? Yeah, this is Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what video? What video? There's one video, Jennifer, that I swear till this day might be one of the top ten videos like I've ever watched of like period. And it's when you were in an Uber and you and this someone... woman tries to take me for an idiot. Listen, oh, tell us the story. Oi, listen. <laughs> So, you know I watched that video like 15 times. <laughs> no, listen, if there's one thing about me, yeah, I don't like nonsense and I don't like to be taken for an idiot. 
Because right. I work hard for my money. The way we all work hard for my money, all of, all of our money. That's why you lot are tired now because you're working hard for your money. It's true. So imagine, <laughs> so imagine you're in an Uber. I'm in the Uber and um, what's it called when you have to, you share with someone, innit? Uber pool, yeah. Yeah, Uber pool. I didn't pay for the Uber. My friend paid for the Uber for me. Um, and obviously he saved a bit of money. He did Uber pool now. Mm. So I'm in the Uber and then this woman jumps in and she says something like, oh, she wants to change her destination. She wants to stop the cab and change her destination. So the Uber driver was like, oh, you have to cancel it um, because you haven't even paid so far, innit? you haven't attached um, a card. So I was like, wait, so who's paying for the cab journey right now? He <laughs> <laughs> was just like, oh, it's you. Then this woman was like, oh, okay, fine. Just stop the cab then. Just stop the cab. I'm going to get out. So he stops the cab. And then she was like, oh, I'm not getting out now. I was like, wait, hold on, wait. So are you going to give the cab driver money for this cab? Because I don't know why you think me, me and my friends are paying for your cab journey to wherever the hell you think you're going. This woman was refusing, talking bare shit. So I took her, her, her bag of shopping. I said, today, between me and this cab driver, yeah, I don't even know what you bought. But I'm taking the shopping. I took her bag of shopping and she got out of the cab. Are you crazy? Who do you think you are? You want to cheat me, a whole Nigerian. Nigerian. I was even born in Nigeria and you want to cheat me. No, no, sorry. Do you know know why I was crying? Because I remember, and I don't remember what item it was yet. I feel like it was something like soy sauce or something. It was olive oil. It was some nice olive oil. I don't even know what this is yet, but I'm taking it anyway. And I gave the cab driver something else as well. We split it between the two of us because she's she's an idiot. She's an idiot. Who do you think's paying for your cab? What do you mean? Screaming? No, this man is here working hard. Trying to earn a living. And you're here trying to shake him. No, sorry. Taking your Crying. No, she tried no. to fight me as well for that bag, but I took that bag. What do you think? No, this is? honestly, it's the way you it's the way you're obviously telling the story on Snapchat. We're all thinking, okay, cool, like when it what's gonna happen here? Like, where is this going? And then you just show the shopping bag. And I'm like, nah. This is no, that, too- uh, I forgot about that, you know. Oh, oh no, honestly. I had to mention it because immediately you come in, I was like, no, I have to discuss it. <laughs> that video was top. Me, it had us laughing for like weeks on end. Like we were just like, no, this is too much. Obviously, we're not going to jump right into it right now. But this topic, whew, I just know that a lot of people are going to tune in. And a lot of people are going to be facing a lot of harsh realities that we, we've all been, you know, wanting to say, oh, I'm sure that doesn't really happen to a woman's body or stuff like that. No, pregnancy um, is dead, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At least for me anyway. This is one thing I wanted to say. Let me even just do a little disclaimer. I'm only speaking from my experience and experience of my friends. Obviously, this won't apply to every single woman. And so please don't um, be uh, messaging Beatrice, Sharon or Tammy saying, oh, but this, this, that or the other. Because no, nah, <laughs> I'll get on to you, innit? Yeah, I'm just speaking from my personal experience and from the experience of the women and that I know that are in my lives. Okay, so don't be sending them mes- messages. But that didn't happen to me because we don't care. Okay? <laughs> Thanks. That's what oh, I wanted to period. say. Period. <laughs> period. I'm screaming. Period. Because some people try to be coming into our DMs like, yeah. And the mummy community I found is very judgmental. We're not the mummy community. We're not here for that. We're not here for that. We're very welcoming. That's true. We're welcoming, loving people, innit? We're here for you, but don't come with no, oh, but no, 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 no. We're not trying to hear that. We're not trying to hear that. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. That's the disclaimer that we needed. No, 100%. Honestly, 100%. thank you, thank you. 
So as you guys know, obviously we do a song of the week, but now we have a guest. So I'm going to hand over to Jennifer to say what song she would like to add to our playlist. Um, it's by Jesse Royal and it's called Natty Pablo. And it's one of Amari's favourite songs at the moment. So that's why Aww. I've nominated it. She likes it, it chills her out in the car. She vibes. So yeah. Mm, I love that. that. Oh, ah, it's good to be a mother, Sha. No, it is, you know, it really is. Would not recommend the journey, but being a mum is great. The destination <laughs> is goofy. Yeah, yeah. You know how when it was like you do GC, even now as you're um, working and you're studying in it, it's like when you see that paycheck at the end of the month, you're like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. you enjoy it. But it's that work that you have to do to get it that you don't enjoy, but you enjoy mm-hmm. the money. So yeah. that's what for me, pregnancy is like. It was awful, but. Mm. The baby's a blessing. <laughs> Praise God, I love man. That. I love we blame that. Eve, man. I don't know who told us go eat that forbidden fruit. It's an apple, you know, of all the things in the world. Not even mango. Please, I can't <laughs> believe it. I can't believe it. You shed all of us, all of us, all of us, because of common apple. No, something sorry. that you can buy in Aldi. Hey, I've always said, yeah. When I get to heaven, she's one going to be one person I'm going to find and just sit her down and ask her what's going through her head. Ask what was going through your head your head at the time. Like, really, just explain to me what was going on. <laughs> that is so jokes. For real. But yeah, um, as always, we'll make sure that we'll add the song on our Spotify playlist, Apple playlist. Tammy, is that Apple? Hmm. Uh, sorry hey I... sorry to my apple users hanging yeah there. if you're looking for the apple pay- um, playlist please go and find tammy because <laughs> don't find me do not find me <laughs> please don't find me we have been waiting don't find tammy <laughs> just get spotify sorry Isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> or be like me and i have both i have spotify and apple so yeah sorry so peep on the song peep money spender <laughs> But um, yeah, as always, it'll be on our Spotify playlist and obviously we'll put it up on our Instagram as well so you guys can see the song. So, yeah. Okay, guys, so we might as well just jump straight into this episode. Um, So the reason why I thought it'd be really good to bring Jennifer on, one, of all people that I know that have either been pregnant or, you know, gone through it, I just feel like Jennifer's been the only person that I've seen just keep it real. Like I remember when you posted, uh, like a is it IGTV you posted? Yeah. Uh, about your pregnancy journey and literally when I say I was locked in, I was like, nah, like this is this is crazy. <laughs> this is actually a mad zine. And I just thought as well, you know, as women, obviously we obviously just talk about our own experiences, but I know that. You know, pregnancy is something that we touch on, but obviously we can't really relate to because we've never gone through that experience. Um, And there's just so many things that pregnancy can do. You know, we've spoken about the changes that can happen in your body um, and then also the way it can actually affect your relationship. So I just thought it'd be good to bring someone on who would be able to really give us the (laughs) the real deal when it comes to it. So Jennifer, can you tell us like a little bit about your pregnancy journey and kind of how you found it? Yeah, so for me, pregnancy was awful. <laughs> Boy. You know what, I love that you actually say that because I feel like when I, you know, like all these like YouTube videos and people sugarcoat it. Yeah. Yeah. People sugarcoat it. They don't say, it seem nah. like, yeah, the glow, 
the glow no what glow yeah and you know sometimes sorry just on that it's even true like sometimes they'll be like yeah you know the baby just came i delivered it myself on the bathroom floor and i'm thinking well okay then it must not be that deep if it's just popping out like a like a skittle or something like yeah it's all lies please it's all lies well i'm not gonna say it's all lies for some women i'm sure the whole thing is smooth isn't it and the pregnancy is smooth and they glow and they feel beautiful but for me personally i felt really ugly i felt um um obviously i'm quite a slim person in it i've always been very petite so for me yeah to see my nose look so fat on my face yeah was really shocking like <laughs> <laughs> Every day when I took a, like, I'll be taking pictures of myself because I couldn't do a photo shoot in it. I was really scared. Um, I didn't want to put the baby at risk in it. So um, I'll just take pictures myself. But when I look at them, I think, raw. Jennifer, your nose looks like it's spreading like butter just right, right across your face. Like, raw. <laughs> like, raw. Like, for me, I just didn't feel attractive. Hmm. I felt really round. I was hmm. tired all the time. And um, so from the beginning, I was just feeling really sick. I had nausea the whole so, yeah, way through. Tell us, I think what you should tell us, you know, what you, I'd be really interested to know, yeah. So obviously, like, the symptoms that happened before, like, you obviously get it confirmed. Like, what's that first trimester, I guess? You know, like, everyone talks about the first trimester being, like, the, the worst for some people. Yeah. Um, oh, can I yeah. even, sorry to, sorry to interject, can I even ask a question just before that? Yeah. Can you tell us about how you found out you were Okay, pregnant? so my period is very regular. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd come off contraception because I'd been on it for too long and I just wanted to um, give my body a break in it. And literally one month after I came off it, Hmm. I was pregnant. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just to to stop you there. Why is that a lot of people's stories? Because they'll be like, oh yeah, I came off contraception and then the next month I was was pregnant. I'm thinking... Because God said it was your time. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it just seems to be like... Because, you know, obviously, um, some people, some, <laughs> honestly, some, people be trying for, um, like, babies and stuff like that. But it seems to be a lot of people get pregnant as soon, once they get off that contraception, it's like as soon as, there's not even like a, a, a waiting period. God just says, here you go, here's the child. And this is the thing. It's so funny you say that because I, um, my best friends are pharmacists. So when I told her I was coming off it, she said that it takes a little while for your body to go back to normal and normalize, etc. So I wasn't even expecting hmm. like to get pregnant so quickly. Um, so yeah, my period was late. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to do a pregnancy test. I did one and it said I was pregnant. Hmm. And then I asked my neighbor, I was like, um, Shell, babes, have you got a pregnancy test? She was like, yeah, um, come get it. I did another one. It said I was pregnant. <laughs> I came in, Emmanuel, that's my husband. He was sleeping in it. And I was just like, Emmanuel, I'm pregnant. Emmanuel, I'm pregnant. You didn't even try to do that. <laughs> you, know those YouTube, you know those YouTube videos telling my husband I'm pregnant? I ain't got time for that, that man. Like, there was no time. I was like excited and scared, and but mainly excited. I was just like, Emmanuel, I'm pregnant. And then he opened his like, he was like, what did you just say? I was like, Emmanuel, I'm pregnant. He was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I did two tests. He was like, we're going to be parents. I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, it is. Um. So, yeah, I phoned my GP after um, and booked an appointment with the nurse and, yeah, did a, another test there to confirm mm. that I was pregnant. And, yeah, then you go into the system. 
and basically you get assigned a midwife um, and have to start going for appointments and scans and things like that. So your first scan, I think, is your 12-week scan. Um, and then you have one at 20 weeks and so on and so forth. Um, you end up having more scans, though, if, for example, you've had maybe a brain injury, um, which I've had. So I had to um, be referred to an obstetrician, which just meant that I had to have more um, regular checkups. Yeah. Um, first trimester, well, to be honest, the whole thing was awful for me because I had nausea throughout. Hmm. Um, and it's really awful because... You feel so sick, but you can't throw up. There's nothing to throw up because you're not able to eat anything because you feel so sick. So I end up having to um, get Diarolite from the pharmacy just so that I would be getting enough nutrients um, for the baby. Mm, I've actually and... heard that, actually. That's a good point because even... I don't know why me and my mum were discussing it, but she was just like, yeah, like when she basically... Whenever she's pregnant, obviously from my, myself and my brother, she had severe nausea. And she was trying to explain to me that the nausea is like a different type. Like it's not something that you've ever experienced where like she just said you you don't even feel like there's anything to throw up, but there's always like some sort of liquid or there's something that just comes up anyway or something like that. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's mm. so bad and it just mm. makes you feel really, really awful mm. um, um but one thing that does help that, that did help me was um fresh mint leaves in warm water mm-hmm. um you can add a little bit of honey and lemon juice just to make it taste a bit better um but yeah that helped to ease the nausea um one thing that also helped was coke but i drank too much of it which led to me having gestational diabetes so which Jesus. Is, <laughs> so that's diabetes induced by pregnancy which meant that i had to um hey, myself God! i know but it's so annoying because coke was literally the only thing that um made me feel better it was literally (laughs) the only thing that made me feel better i drink a bit of coca-cola and then i'll be able to eat something that would be the that would be the way it worked but Mm. i had to cut down a little bit and um i'd have to prick myself and test my um insulin levels every day that that was really annoying i can't lie it was very annoying um but in terms of my diet I didn't really have that many weird cravings. Um, the only thing I ate that I don't really eat is okra. Um, I was eating okra like no man's business, but that's also because <laughs> it's really good for pregnancy. Um, and I did a lot of research. That's one thing I found was that there's not, people don't like to talk about it. They like to, like we said at the beginning, they like to pretend that pregnancy is beautiful. This is a lie. Mm. It's a lie. It's a really horrible experience, especially during Corona. And it's so lonely. Mm. Um, like I didn't expect to have my first baby without my best friend without my husband really being there Uh, my brother wasn't around for me like it was just so lonely Mm. Um, and it just made it so much worse because obviously um, we're Nigerians in it so there's a lot of um, old school and traditional methods that I'm sure would have aided me but I couldn't really get to access all of them because I couldn't see all of my aunties. I couldn't see my mum the way I would have been able to see my mum during a normal pregnancy. So I ended up doing a lot of research myself and okra is really good for pregnancy as much as the texture is disgusting. (laughs) Just um, hold it down. Yeah, no, listen, I said to Emmanuel, in the four years that we've been together, you never see me eat okra until I was pregnant because (laughs) (laughs) the texture is just not for me in it. I don't like it, but mm. I, I ate it because it's really, really good for um, both mum and baby. Um, so, yeah, first trimester was awful. Um, second trimester was so much better because you get start to feel the baby move. Um, mm. 
which is great, but it can also be quite frustrating when you're trying to sleep and you're trying to find a comfortable pos- comfortable position and you've got someone kicking you from the inside. Wow. Mm. Like, <laughs> constantly. But why does honestly, I think the baby was only moving when you were awake? I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> no, trust me. No, I never listen. actually thought like, oh yeah, the baby will obviously move while you're sleeping. Yeah, they move all the time. They hmm. move all the time. And that's honestly, for me, the best part of the whole pregnancy, just feeling her move. And, um, and that's the best indication of knowing that everything is okay. Because mm-hmm. they, t- um, they get into a routine. They tend to move around the same time um, in the day um, once, they, once they start moving. So they get into a routine because they generally they're sleeping most of the time. But mm-hmm. um, one thing as well, if you're a bit worried about their movements or you just want to appease yourself, just drink a glass of ice water. <laughs> drink a glass <laughs> of ice water. It will force them to move. They'll feel the cold and they'll kick a little bit. So you can wow. just feel like... so crazy. Mm-hmm. Feel so the cold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds they horrible, yeah, but listen, school. it's for your own peace of mind. And this is one thing that's really important that they don't tell you, in it. Everything that you feel or the emotions... Um, your baby feels it too and it really affects them even after they're born and you're breastfeeding or you're giving them formula but you're still nurturing them because they still need to be close to you while you're feeding them they're still listening to your heartbeat for comfort so it's so important that you cannot be stressed and I said it to all my friends who are pregnant if anyone is stressing you let me know in it so I can deal (laughs) with them because you cannot be stressed I can't remember what culture is I think it's the Chinese culture where um, the woman doesn't work the whole time in it she's just in the house for the year, whole time she's pregnant and is looked after by the family because it's so important that you are, are at peace yeah. that you are at peace because all your emotions affects the baby it's not just what you're eating it's your stress levels your peace of mind yeah and it's um and for me I was very conscious of that so that's why I was just in the whole the house the whole time during corona I was like I'm not putting Amari at risk um, for the sake of anyone, if you want to stress me, blocked. It's not me. I don't have a problem blocking you. You don't. You, I don't owe you anything. Did you bring me to this world? No. Blocked. Mm. Blocked. If you want to stress me, if you can't appreciate the gratitude or um the gravity, sorry, of what I'm doing, blocked. It's okay. very important. You have to protect your peace. You have to protect your child's peace. Yeah. If you're stressed, it can lead to high blood pressure, which leads to preeclampsia. Hmm. yeah which will then affect your baby that like i think just like amazes me about the whole like just pregnancy is just the fact that like literally obviously you know that there's a child in you but for me obviously who haven't i've not obviously experienced that the the thought that everything that you just mentioned now everything that you feel your child feels like literally you're you're literally one i think that's just so crazy like to me it's just mind-boggling but in fact you know thank god because you know the gift of life is a beautiful thing no definitely yeah and do you know what it makes you appreciate why your parents are so protective of you Mm. like Mm. now i'm a parent i understand why my mom and dad were so protective of me in it because the labor like the love that you feel yeah is 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 it's indescribable i can't even put into words it's indescribable Mm. no one can mess with my child or like let me just let everyone know now i'm on the air don't mess with my child in it because I prepared <laughs> to go to jail. I prepared to die. I prepared to do whatever it takes to make wow. sure that my child is safe and protected. At the end of the day, yeah, I didn't make the choice to have her without knowing that. And that's one thing I feel like people need to understand in it. 
it's about acceptance. Being a parent is about acceptance, isn't it? It's about accepting the things you can't control and accepting mm. what you can control. And I think the reality for me, um, or what was really hard was when she was inside me, it was easy to protect her. Yeah. It was so much easier to protect her. I didn't really need to think about it. I just need to think about staying inside the house, drinking or eating the right thing. But mm. now she's out, I can't protect her from certain things. From mm. certain people. Look at the um little dangerous weird old van men mm. that are out kidnapping mm, kids. Yeah. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I can I can look after her. She's with me now, she's a baby. But mm. as soon as she goes out into school, I'm putting her in the hands of other people. Mm. There's only so much that you can do to protect your child. But you want to do everything within your power to make sure that they are safe, they are loved, and they have everything that they need. Mm. So and it starts from pregnancy getting into that mentality so we already decided as parents we're never going to beat her in it mm, i was actually going to even come on to that part yeah we already actually, decided wait, let's say wait save <laughs> yeah. that part save that part because i want to talk about more on the pregnancy part yeah than, and then obviously we'll go into actually how yeah. it is as a mom but with the pregnancy i think one point that i really wanted to actually find out obviously like we hear a lot and we also experience it but not with pregnancy as to how the nhs are when it comes to black women, when it comes when it comes to their pain, and you know, just even that communication, we know that black women are immediately at risk, more at, at such a higher risk than their white counterparts when you know being pregnant and giving birth. They're more likely to die. I can't remember what the statistic is, but we're definitely four times more likely. Is it four more? Yeah, four times more likely to die just because they're black. Like what the heck? So I just want to know, kind of more about your actual experience with the nhs and like with your body obviously you mentioned that you know you you obviously had you know induced pregnancy induced um diabetes like all these things that your body kind of went through how was it when it came to like explaining it to the doctor how like responsive were they like what was your experience with the nhs in general do you know what i was blessed in the sense that um Beatrice, you know my mum. So my mum's quite mm. a senior um, NHS professional. Mm. So where, where I had um, all my appointments and stuff, my mum pretty much knows everyone there, innit? So mm. all I need to do is say my mum's name and um, they know, innit? Don't message, yeah. it. Don't mess with me. But <laughs> <laughs> even, like, for me, it was a case of... Um, Amari came six weeks early. Mm. Um, and I woke up, my water broke, and um, Emmanuel took me to the hospital... Um, and he couldn't even stay. They said, oh, um, she has to stay, but you can't, you have to go. Um, and my, phoned my mum, let her know what was going on. And then in the morning, um, this, what, when did my water break? My water broke at like 4 a.m. Sunday morning. So on Monday morning, um, something was wrong. And um, they told me to phone Emmanuel in it. And he was on his way back from work. So he ran. He literally ran all the way to the hospital um, mm. so he could be there. And all I remember is their doctors and nurses just coming into the room, innit? Um, no one was even communicating what was happening um, mm. until afterwards. And basically, her heart rate dropped. Her heart rate dropped three times. Mm. And after the third time, they were like, oh, she's fine now. So you can wait um or we can just get her out now um and i was like yeah get her out now like why are we waiting <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we waiting um 
but it was so scary and I was like kept having to ask Emmanuel like why why they just keep rushing into the room because they were not telling us what was going on in it and mm-hmm. I had to phone my mum so that my mum could speak to someone so they could um, communicate to us exactly what was going on mm-hmm. and you know it's so frustrating that there's something it's your body it's your child and these mm-hmm. people are all and obviously you know something is wrong because it's gone from a midwife and another um, another nurse to about five to eight doctors um, in the room with you um, and to have someone not communicate is just so frustrating so mm. as soon as they said yeah um, we can get her out I was like oh yeah yeah please quickly <laughs> quickly quickly mm-hmm. because if it happens a fourth time she might not survive it mm. um, and the whole time I'm in pain as well and I did a, I, um, I did gas and air at first year but that weren't doing nothing for me sorry like um, and I have quite a high pain threshold um, mm. so they gave me an epidural <laughs> is all I can say. That did, <laughs> <laughs> For some people, it might help. For me, it, it barely did anything. I was still in so much pain. Um, so, yeah, I ended up having a C-section and obviously you're awake for that. Um, and the way me and Emmanuel will describe it is that you can't breathe, innit? Mm. You're watching them cut you open and they're obviously talking to each other and, like, you're just watching. You literally cannot breathe until you hear that baby cry Mm. and it wasn't until she came out and cried yeah that we both just cried we both just started Mm. breathing again and we both just cried because it was just like oh my days lord jesus our baby is okay Mm. Mm. wow Mm. i think that is oh that's powerful man but um yeah i think one you actually ask a question yeah go on relation to pregnancy yeah um what were your emotions like because um I've heard like people say just from well some of my aunties and then also like YouTube and stuff that obviously you just go through so much especially I'm, I must imagine for your first pregnancy like you can obviously watch all these videos but you won't you won't know until you're actually in it like how you're going to respond to it and stuff but what were like yeah what were you feeling like throughout your whole pregnancy were there times where like sometimes you'd be feeling good and were there times where sometimes you just weren't feeling great <laughs> Um, yeah, there, honestly, I was an emotional wreck. I was an emotional wreck throughout the whole pregnancy because your hormones are all over the place um, and you can't control it. You can't control it. So there'll be days where I feel like I'd be like to Emmanuel, Emmanuel, I'm tired. Um, I feel ugly. My whole body is aching me. Like, Lord Jesus, like, why? <laughs> why? I'll be like, what? I think I said to him, like, why is it not like the Instagram videos, yeah, where everyone just seems so happy and everyone's just floating on air? Because mm. me right now, I feel miserable. It's, mm. the, it's the way you're, you feel um, your whole body's aching because mm. obviously you're carrying a whole weight. Mm. You're carrying a whole baby. You're nurturing a whole life inside you. So you feel the back pain. You feel pain in your neck. You feel mm. pain in your thighs. Um, I had, um, I think it's called cytoka, which is like just sharp shooting pain yeah. um, up one one of my legs. Um, and you just feel like, you feel, especially when things are going wrong. Well, not going wrong. For, so, for example, um, with the diabetes and um, Amari was quite small. So when they told me that she was growing quite small, I broke down because I thought, oh, this is my fault. Like, it's, I'm just fading her. Just like mm-hmm. things like that. And obviously it's not your fault, innit? It's not your fault. 
it's not your fault. Your body is your body. Your mm. body is already doing so much in terms of being able to carry a child. Mm. And this is one thing that um, I encourage my friends, because even with the whole breastfeeding thing as well, you feel like, oh, why am I not able to produce enough milk? Why can't I breastfeed the way my friends are breastfeeding? But at the end of the day, your body is, has done what it's supposed to do, which is to carry life to full term. Yeah, mm. you've achieved that, and that is something to be proud of, isn't it? If mm. you do you get what I'm saying, just, may, even if it may not work out, who knows which baby was on breast milk or formula? Nobody, yeah, nobody true. knows. Mm. As long as your baby is happy, thriving, it doesn't matter whether it's breastfeeded, formula, you are doing what works for you because you have already tried. Whether it's um, vaginal delivery, C section, you have delivered a baby. Mm. Mm. You have put on your that breastfeeding point. Yeah, go on. Um, can you explain? Because I was watching a video. <laughs> I sound like I just stay watching these videos, but anyway, I was watching a video and this lady was basically talking about latching, and I didn't know what that was until I watched the video. And she was saying that like sometimes it's even so painful, like to breastfeed because of the mm-hmm. way the babies latch. Yeah. So mm-hmm. latching is basically. <laughs> I'm going to use um, sexual experience. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know when a boy is getting um, a bit f- uh, um, freaky on your nipples, isn't it? And he's like maybe um, putting it too far in his mouth. Mm. So you feel the edge of um, where the teeth meet the gums. Mm. If, does that make sense? Yeah, in, on the inside, yeah? Mm. So if they're not latching correctly... The, Basically, the nipple needs to like go inside the entire mouth. In it. You shouldn't feel any pain, even when they have teeth. Um, but the way some babies' mouth is set up, so they might have a tongue tie. Um, so that's something that um, some babies have. They have a tongue tie. So that can be um, fixed. You just need to go see your GP and speak to your midwife about it. Um, sometimes it might just be the shape of your nipples. Um, but there is loads of support. And this is something that I feel like um, women get scared. They feel like, again, what I mentioned earlier, you feel like you're failing. So you feel ashamed. But there's literally nothing to be ashamed about because it's really hard. It is really hard to have someone sucking what it feels like sucking the life out of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally sucking the life out of you. And so initially, what I say you need to do is use your fingers. Make sure your hands are clean. Wash your hands and use your fingers and just readjust in it. Some you literally need to put your nipple in their mouth and keep readjusting until it's comfortable for you and baby. And because obviously the way our bodies are set up, you know our boobs aren't necessarily even either. Like yeah, they, yeah. they may not. look it if you just look at it um quickly, but we know yeah which boob is a little bit bigger, which one has got like do you know what I'm saying? We know yeah. in it. Yeah. So for me, I find it more comfortable on my left breast, for example. Um, so you might find, some ladies find that one breast is great, the other breast pain, yeah? So that just could be down to the shape and the differences in your breast, in your, in your breast you get what I'm saying? And another thing, even if you find it painful, you can still pump. Pumping is still breastfeeding. That's still a way for you to um, keep your, um, your supply going and still providing your baby with the nutrients um, that they need. Even if it's just one drop of breast milk that they get, they've literally had enough. Mm. That's how powerful breast milk is. So yeah, latching, there is loads of support. One thing I will say is before you leave the hospital, ask your questions, speak to your midwife, make sure you you, um, have a few breastfeeding sessions in the hospital with her watching so that you can, um, she can show you methods and techniques um, 
to make it easier for you. So one thing that I really um, enjoyed, because obviously what, one thing I will say, yeah, you research on the internet, yeah, and they'll say, oh, don't do this, don't do that. Remember, it's written by Oyembos. And what they do is going to be different to what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to take what works for you and leave the rest in it. They say not to co-sleep. That's dead for me personally. Because Amari was breastfeeding so much. Um, so one thing they got some babies go through when they breastfeed is called cluster feeding, okay. which is basically where they um, want to eat or suck every five to ten minutes. Mm-mm. I'm not even exaggerating. Wow. You sit down to eat your food, you have to pick them up again. Um, and, it's just, and it's because they don't want to necessarily suck to eat. They're sucking for comfort. They're sucking to be close to you. They're sucking to go to sleep. Um, and it's perfectly fine. And this is one thing I will say. When it comes to your babies, do not worry. As long as they're going through six to eight nappies in one day, they're fine. Yeah, they're eating fine, they're taking enough, they're digesting fine. That's all you need to look out for. Six to eight nappies in one day. Yeah, sorry, can we just stop on that nappies point? Because that's even one thing that one of my friends said, yeah. He was like, literally, like, the amount of nappies that a baby goes through is actually crazy. Like, No, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I don't understand. Like, what are you, what are they shooting out that it requires eight <laughs> nappies a day? Even if it's breast milk or formula, they're eating regularly. Hmm. So they're eating every two to three hours. Hey. Yeah. And this is one thing I, I say to, like, I've said to my friends is that don't feel stressed that, oh, you haven't done the laundry or that the dishes are piling up. That is literally not your problem anymore. Your responsibility now is to that child and to that baby, at least for those first six months, isn't it? Mm. Because for those first six months, that's the time where you can build your closeness and like they establish exactly who mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy is. Mm. And, because they will only be on breast milk and formula for those first six months before you even think about putting them on solids. So they're literally going to be staying with you. There's not going to be no overnight stay or nothing. Mm. Even if they do overnight stay, mummy or daddy has to be there to feed them. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important anyway for me. I, I, I didn't mind COVID in it because it just allowed us to build a, a closer bond with our daughter while she's st- still young. Because mm. before you know it, yeah. Auntie and uncle will want to take her here, there, and everywhere. And, and... <laughs> we'll start calling auntie a uh, mommy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Everybody wants to do rich auntie, rich uncle in it, which is no problem. But for me now, let me just enjoy my daughter in it before she ends up in school and doing God knows what else in it. So, for, um, so yeah, um, I will say that do what works for you because some babies just do not latch well at all you can try you can try and they just don't latch and you have to use you will be forced to use a bottle but does that make you a bad parent no don't listen to the mums who are commenting on instagram oh but breast milk is best we know that (laughs) everybody knows that it's common knowledge Mm. yes we've tried and tested it it didn't work out for us thank you very much yeah and i think it's really really important to um understand that the advice and all the pregnancy and all the books that you read not all of it will apply because your baby is your baby. Mm. Your baby is your baby. So, for example, um, they encourage things like tummy time. So that's when you put your baby on their front um, so they can learn how to crawl. If I tried to put Amari down on her front, she will scream down the house. And Amari is a very chilled baby, but she does not like being on her tummy at all. She cannot stand it. She says she's too bougie to be on the floor like that. <laughs> <laughs> It's not for her. But when she decided to sit up now, she did it in like a day. 
She just decided one day I'm going to sit up. She mm. did it when she was ready. Mm. Babies will do things when they're ready. And I think as, yeah. as when, even when you're pregnant in it, you're thinking and you're looking at all these people like, oh, look how beautiful they look. I don't feel like this. Forget about them. Focus mm. on you, yourself and your journey. Mm. If you need, feel like you need help and support, seek it. Because there is loads of help and advice out there. There are loads of like, especially like black mums, mum support groups and stuff um, mm. where you can talk to like-minded people who are like, who will tell you about their experiences and where they got support and things like that. And I think it's very important. Hold tight my brethren Oyin um, and my brethren Sean, because um, without them, listen, yeah. And without Emmanuel too. I said it to Emmanuel, yeah. If he decided to up and leave, he would never do it. But if he decided to, I would have fallen down on the floor and not got back up. We <laughs> As you were speaking, honestly, I was even thinking, like, like you know what you said just now about the laundry and stuff? I was thinking, if you're a single mum, though, like... Hmm, honestly, this, that laundry's got to get done. Like, yeah, oh no. Nah. I rate all the single mums and single dads. Big up you. You are doing a fantastic job. Even mm. if no one else is telling you, I'm here to tell you, you are doing a fantastic job. I see you. I respect you highly. Mm. You deserve accolades. All the accolades. <laughs> no, nah, seriously, because guys, it's hard. Pregnancy mm. is hard. You need to have someone, especially like, this is why you need to know that you want to do it for yourself, innit? Because for example, now I've got a scar. I've got a permanent scar on, um, just on my, um, on the top of my groin as a reminder of fact that I've had a baby I have no problem with it in it but that's because that's the choice that I made so you need to know why you're having a baby and you need to know that you're doing it for yourself in it because mm-hmm. like I said in it Emmanuel could decide to turn mad and up and leave I don't know where he will go but, <laughs> <laughs> but that would mean I'd have to take on the responsibility of taking care of my by myself and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd do it of course I'll do it. That's my child. I love her to bits. I wouldn't change it for the world. But as women, that's where the responsibility falls on us. And this is one thing, yeah. All these dads that ran away, I wish they came back. I wish they came back. Even if you, the mums don't need you, but you need to come back so you can tell these young men why you ran away. Why you ran away. Because mm. it is a huge responsibility. Mm. It's so mad. They literally say, oh, here's your baby. Go. What? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole human life. Like, what? Mm. You think me? A whole me? Small girl, Jennifer, is responsible for this child. But, and it's, it's so crazy. It is so crazy. It's such a huge responsibility. And you don't... Mm-hmm. And Can you, you ever really... Can you ever prepare for something like that? Like I was going to nah. ask as well, like, were you nervous about being a mum? Mm. Do you know what? I, don't, I wouldn't say I was nervous. I would say maybe a little bit apprehensive, but I think it's something. I think I was. It was made for me. Oh. I definitely think it was made for me. It, it's something I feel that comes to me quite naturally. I um, would have said, to be honest, though, I think from knowing you before, I actually have said that myself. Yeah, I like to nurture people, yeah. and yeah, um, yeah, I think it comes to me naturally. Does that mean it's hard? Not hard. No, it's it's so hard. It's so hard. There's been times I've just been like, yo. Hey, God, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, 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 like um i think they call it a snood which is something that attaches to your bed 
mm-hmm. um, and you put the baby in it so you can just lean over or you just put the baby in the bed. That's what we do. Imari just sleeps between us. Um, simply because when your baby wants to feed every two hours, I'm not getting up out of my bed to pick him up from a cot and put them to feed them and then put them back. No, sorry, ain't nobody got energy for that. It's long. So yeah. for me, yeah, it's easy to just lie down on my left side um, and just feed her like that. So lay down next to me, put her on my breast, and she'll just feed. I'll go to sleep. She'll go to sleep. Everybody's happy. Uh, that, for me, worked out easier, um, the easiest thing. And that's one thing about pregnancy is that you're tired all the time. Mm. And you don't get a chance to get over that fatigue. Mm. Because as soon as the baby comes, it's exactly. just Exactly. The real nice. work starts. Yeah. The real, really? That's when the real work starts. And it's starts. not even like, well, I don't know if you can. Like, But I was going to say, for me, it's not even like, you can just drink coffee because oh, I'm tired. <laughs> just drink coffee, no, honey. But then you're obviously still breastfeeding this baby. So, mm. <sighs> and this is another thing: you're so conscious of what you're eating and drinking. Coffee is still fine to drink, but you obviously won't drink like maybe four or five cups in one day. Do you understand? Maybe mm. it'll be the one or two. Um, and that's yeah, that's one thing I wrote down as well. It was just that um, tiredness. You cannot let that stop you. Mm. And you know what? I will say that parents are superheroes. They are mm. superheroes because think about it, yeah? All of us, our parents worked hard. Think about some of the jobs your parents used to do, yeah? Oh, and then we'll come mm. back, yeah? Take you to, get you ready, take you to school, come mm. and pick you up, give mm. you dinner, and then still go back to work. Mm. So where did they get that energy? And that's something that is so important. Forget about sleep for the first, for throughout pregnancy up until the first six months, I will say. Don't even... months of no sleep. <laughs> no, seriously. <Right. laughs> Because you'll be thinking that one night, hey, <laughs> that like, one night I decided to drop down and get your booty young girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, now look at me, sleepless nights, boy. And you have to learn to um sleep when the baby sleeps. That's mm. honestly what that's why I say don't stress yourself about um doing certain chores in it. There's no point. If you, you manage to get the baby to sleep, you too go and sleep. Mm. Just go and sleep. Mm. Just go and sleep. The only thing I would say is the only time I would say that you shouldn't do that is at night because nighttime is probably when they're going to sleep for the longest period. And that's going to be the time that you're going to have to yourself in it. So um, I know you guys want to talk about how it affected our relationship, but mm. for me and Emmanuel, it made us closer in it. It mm. made us so closer. Like, I love this man. He's like, he was made for me. Mm. Uh, and I will say it's, it's great to be with someone who's just on your vibe and understands that this is how we want to raise our kids. Yes, and let's stop there. Yes, stop right <laughs> yes there. true. Because we had a whole pod about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's we very were saying important. as well, Jennifer, and that obviously correct us if we're wrong, but we were saying that there's such a huge emphasis when you're dating to make sure that that person, you and that person kind of get on like personality wise, but then people rarely ever get onto the point was like, okay, but what kind of parent do you want to be? Because if you then disagree there, then... How can you have a house that is cohesive and that exactly. has the same values if you disagree on how you want to raise your kids? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And I think it's so important. Um, I think, do you know what? Materialistic things are important, but they don't matter in the grand mm. scheme of things. Mm. And this is one thing I will, um, I've always said. In, I can't die with my money. I can't die mm. with my money. But what, when I die, I can die knowing that I've left an impact, that I've made a difference, that I've done something that impacts future generations in it me just having a mari 
listen, I've left my mark on the world. That she's yes, gonna be true. she's gonna be supreme world leader. Like mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. I'm telling her from now, supreme world leader. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> there is no other goal. <laughs> and as much as it's a jokey thing, it's gonna fill her with that confidence, yeah, that she can do whatever she wants in this world. And mm-hmm. I think it's so important to be with someone who wants to raise your children in the same manner. Like we said, we're not going to mm. beat our children in it. My mm. daughter is too beautiful for me to be putting hands on her. Mm. I tried to, look at her, look at her face. Fine, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how could I ever, how could I put my hand Hey, on... Jennifer, but you know when them kids get older. <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing. And this is one thing that me and Emmanuel agree on. We can be firm. Mm. There is being firm with love. Yeah, you can mm. be firm and you can discipline and you can correct without um, violence. Mm. Oh, yeah, there is, there is so many ways you can correct. Mm. And it's all about, to be honest, it's all about open, honest communication. And that's one thing that me and Emmanuel um, try and foster in our house. We talk about everything. Mm. So, and it meant that during my pregnancy, I could say to him, Emmanuel, I've gone to the toilet like a hundred times today and it's really getting on my nerves. And... <laughs> He would be able to talk to me about it and I wouldn't feel uncomfortable in mm. expressing to him, Emmanuel, listen, um, like, um, I, yeah, there was a period actually, I think it was around maybe seven weeks. I was seven weeks or eight weeks pregnant and I was bleeding. And I said to him, Emmanuel, like, there's blood in my knickers, like, could we go to the hospital? And certain women would not be able to have those conversations because mm-hmm. they feel embarrassed or whatever. Dead, wow. dead, mm. dead. I, you need to be able to talk about everything. You need to, be able to talk about your doo-doos. You need to be able to talk about everything. If something is wrong, you need to be able to communicate that with your partner. Because mm. at the end of the day, it means that when you're struggling, because a lot of women go through and postpartum depression, in it, yeah. and it's so important that you foster that open communication so that you notice straight away when something is wrong so you can get them the right support. Mm. That's, mm. That is facts. Hmm. and that's why wisdom it's not it's really important so you can get them the right support immediately because like i mentioned before the way your partner feels affects your child if mum ain't right your baby is not going to be right so if you're not if you're not able to like open communication and be able to say listen babe i'm seeing something is not right like you seem to be struggling today how can i support you Hmm. wow which is it's so important to like, that's why I said before, like you need to make sure you like, you know why you're having a baby and who you're having that baby for and with. Mm. Because your partner is going to need to step up because there's gonna, there were times like in the early stages, yeah, where I was finished. Like I was finished. Like I had nothing else to give. Like that all the life was gone. Amari had mm. sucked it all. Like I was just so exhausted. I was like, Emmanuel, please, yeah. I just need to go lay down. Like, <laughs> I just need to go lay down. Mm. <laughs> like take two, just, just here. <laughs> here you go. And mm. he handled it. He understood. He didn't question me. It was calm. It was very calm. There'll be mm. and it was a point where I'll be like, I said to him, Emmanuel, I'm getting like I can't lie, yeah. I'm really struggling with um doing the night feeds and like you're just there snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said there's been a couple of times that like, I won't lie, yeah. I've had to just like slap you in the back of your head because <laughs> <laughs> I've actually heard that that's a thing where women will be women will be just be looking at their man sleeping and then they'll just slap them and then they'll just pretend that they're too they've, they've gone back to sleep like and the guy's just there. No, I understand. Oh, I've done it a couple of times still, like because you just need to release the frustration. You know what I'm saying? You're no, honestly, honestly, you're not going to hit your baby. We're not promoting. We're not promoting violence. Or no, obviously, we're not, we're not saying attack your man in it, but like, maybe step up in it. You get me? <laughs> <laughs> 
so literally, and with that, I said to him, yeah, Emmanuel, I said, because like, oh, Emmanuel works nights, isn't it? So I know it's difficult for him. Mm. But I said to him, I'd appreciate, yeah, if you could just dedicate one night a week where it's just me, you and the baby in it, and you just stay up with me to do the night feeds. It would really help. I know you, you feel like, but he goes, I'm not doing anything. I don't have breasts. <laughs> mm, mm. But I was like, it's, it's for me. Yes. It's for me. Yeah. It's just so I feel supported. And he did it. And it helps so much. Mm. It's just about that mental support. And one thing they don't talk about in pregnancy is how mentally draining it is. Because mm. you're not just thinking about yourself. You're obviously thinking about your baby. You're thinking about everything from, oh, um, what's in this food what's because obviously there's so many things you cannot eat mm. there's so many yeah. things you cannot eat do you know what i i one thing i know it sounds people can be like just how did you not know this but it was from a story on twitter um about the fact that you know when you're pregnant you shouldn't eat like fish like is it shellfish yeah. or you're not allowed to eat shellfish and then apparently a girl when she was pregnant went to one of them instagram food boil places and yeah. she lost her baby because of that <gasps> Yep, she lost her baby because of that. Sorry, I should have probably put a disclaimer. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I and I was, I that was crazy, absolutely like shocked. Um, but yeah, there's so many things I didn't know that you you're not you know you shouldn't really eat. I, was, I thought it was just mainly like medication that you can't. What take, are some but... of the things, Jennifer? Um, hold on, I'm gonna try remember. Give me two seconds. Um, I think I avoided dairy. Mm, there was things like okay. dairy. Um, hold on. No, that story, when I saw it, I was like, nah, this is crazy. But then I think what she was trying to do was just trying to, like, um, sue Raise awareness. No, she's trying to sue the thing up. People are just like, you know, you should eat in the first place. (laughs) Yeah, you can't eat, like, soft cheeses. So things like brie, camembert, unpasteurized um, milk of any kind. Mm -mm. Um, And that's because it's got listeria. You can't eat raw or undercooked meat, liver or liver products, any kind of pate. But when you say um, liver products, so you mean even like gizdodos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead. Mm. Dead, dead, dead. dead, dead. Um, <laughs> like even oh, things gosh. like salami, pepperoni, chorizo, prosciutto. I don't eat pork anyway, but things like that, um, you should you can't eat unless it's um cooked thoroughly because of things like toxo um toxoplasmosis. That's mm. another reason you shouldn't have um, as a pregnant woman, you shouldn't clear cat poop. So if you have cats, you have to get your somebody else uh-uh. to clean the cat hey, poop. Hey, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> Even the cat will suffer now. What is this? <laughs> yeah, because there's um toxoplasmosis in cat poop, hmm. um, pregnant women should not um clear cat poop. You can't Olivia, eat... if you're listening, I hope you can hear. Yeah. <laughs> you can't eat raw eggs. Um, no raw eggs. Um, hmm. and no more than two portions of oily fish a week. Hmm. Oh. And you can't eat um, no more than four um, cans of tuna a week. Uh-uh. So this is why I was just eating okra. I was just eating better okra yeah. and ever. Well, what's left after what's left? that? <laughs> what is and you left can't have... other than water? My yeah, God. obviously no alcohol. Um, you can't drink um, any more than like four cups of herbal tea in a day. No uh-uh. more than 200 milligrams of caffeine. Uh-uh. Do not take high dose multivitamins. Um, avoid peanuts. Mm-mm. Ah. No, yes. I might as well avoid ah. everything. Okay, so, so what is left? Rice and this is what I'm saying. And it, do you know what? It made me think to myself. So are these things good outside of pregnancy? Because if I can't eat them yeah. during pregnancy, yeah, why am I eating them outside of pregnancy then? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's really going on? 
It never. Oh, uh, listen, it's long. It's very it's long. So so true. It's so funny, but it's so true. Honestly, honestly, but um, actually, just to move on to because you kind of touched on this on the whole like relationship part. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, we talk about relationships quite a lot. Um, in on this pod, um, I guess kind of my question would be. What would you say is like, obviously I know that you not now have a child in your relationship, but what would you say is like the major kind, is there anything you miss about your relationship before, um, um, before you had your baby? Like what, what's the major contrast between the two? I think it's just alone time hmm. with me and um, Emmanuel. Because mm. there is no alone time. Uh, until you, um, the baby goes to stay with uncle, auntie, grandparents or whatever, there is no alone time, which is why I say to these, like, all these um, older aunties who try and pressure young girls into getting babies and kids. And I'm like, why? Why? Mm. Because as soon as you have children, that's your priority. And they say uh, up until 18 or 21. But no, that is your priority for the rest of your life mm. until you are dead. Mm. <laughs> because you are responsible. And this is one thing yeah, about Nigerian culture, innit? I don't mm. like, and we're trying to, I, I want to get rid of it anyway, yeah? You don't raise children so they can take care of you. That's not in the Bible. That's not, mm-hmm. doesn't even make sense to me. As a parent, you are responsible for your child until the day that you die. That's mm-hmm. it. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to, innit? So I've had to accept there will never be just me and Emmanuel anymore. <laughs> it's me, Emmanuel, Amari, Imani, and have a big, our family grows. Mm-hmm. So I will say, yeah, wait, wait, enjoy yourself. Go on the holidays. Go and do what you like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Live your best life. Go to hotels. Go do spa. Go do do and enjoy the alone time because there is no more alone time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Even when you are alone, you're still thinking about your child. Mm. <laughs> you're still thinking about your child. Beatrice is like, when you go out, yeah, I know your mom and dad will send you one little two texts like, yo, Beatrice, mm. I hope everything's okay. Like, mm. Just let me know when you, you arrive or whatever, innit? Because, yes, they're alone, but they're still thinking about you. They're still worrying about you. They're still concerned about your safety. If you're okay, that, that you've reached where you said you were going safely. So for me, I think that's one thing that I do miss, that that are oh, just worrying about myself. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, if I decide I want to stay in bed all day, no one can say nothing to me. Mm. I, have to, I, don't, I can do that. It's Saturday. I've got no responsibility. But I can't mm. do that anymore. There is no laying. There is 6 a.m. wake up. I'm wow. foot in my head. Jesus, this is worse than work. What the hell? (laughs) What I will say is that it it makes your relationship stronger. Like for me, I love Emmanuel like so much more because he's given me um, the privilege and the blessing of being a mum. I have like my beautiful, perfect child because of him. um, And I will always love him for that um, Mm. at the end of the day. And Mm. I think... Yes, things change, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Mm. Um, and like what we do is, so say we put Amari to sleep. Um, she's currently next door making noise with her dad. But <laughs> say we put her to sleep now, we'll chill. We'll mm. chill, maybe have a little drink, watch a film, just spend some quality time together. Fall asleep together on the sofa before we wake up and go to bed or whatever. And I think that's really important because you don't want to lose yourself. Hmm. in the whole oh yeah child child ch- children children yeah all right cool mm. but you are still people like you still have needs yeah. you still have wants and you still have desires you still want that closeness like 
just want to be held by your husband or your or your partner. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And those things don't change or suddenly disappear just because you have children. It's just that you have less time for it and you have to be a bit more strategic and a mm-hmm. bit more, you have to, it's, it's called, I call it um, organized adult time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Planned adult time. Um, because obviously before when you're just, it's just the two of you, you can do, you can do these things whenever you feel like it, innit? Babe, I'm in the mood, you know? What are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> Oi, you're finishing work early. Okay. Okay. That's good. I'll be here waiting for you. Now you can't. <laughs> now it's me and Amaria waiting for you. <laughs> so you, have to, you have to plan it. But again, it comes down to you making a conscious effort. And do you know what? I will say to the um, guys, it's so important to make your women feel beautiful throughout pregnancy, when they give birth, all of that. Because, yes, they're going to be very aware of the fact their bodies are changing. And like I said, I felt clapped um, during pregnancy. I did not feel, I did not see the glow. I just saw fatness and roundness in my face. You know? I didn't, I didn't recognise myself. And, but Emmanuel made me feel so beautiful. Like, he would just randomly come up to me and kiss me and be like, you're glowing, you know. You're beautiful, yeah. you know. Things like mm-hmm. that it helps so much. And even after I had the baby, um, I call Emmanuel, he's my breakfast guy, isn't it? One thing, um, since we live together, he always makes me breakfast and a tea in the morning, um, pretty much every day without fail. Yeah. And he didn't stop. Even after I had the baby, that's one thing that he carried on doing that just reminded me that he values me and that he cares about me and not just the, the children and the kids, you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's an activity that he does for me. So I think it's very important as men to... Um, like, yes, you want to push gift and stuff like that, but... It's also showing gratitude on a day-to-day basis because there are going to be days where she's feeling frustrated, but you won't even know because she's so absorbed in watch, in taking care of the children and um, doing things around the house that you won't even notice. But by the time you just do that one thing, oh, babe, do you want a tea? Babe, I'm going to make dinner tonight. Or whatever it is, just I think it's just showing mm-hmm. gratitude and just showing appreciation with one small little thing every day makes all the difference. Seriously, it's such a good thing for your mental health. Like, it makes you feel like, all right, do you know what? It's worthwhile. I'm being noticed. Like, my hard work, my effort is being noticed. Like, I'm valued in this house. Yeah, just to go um, off that point, obviously, um, we've just come, like, out of lockdown and stuff. And there's been a lot of, like, in terms of, like, um, relationships, like, breaking up and marriages breaking up, like, during lockdown. Because, obviously, um, I think, was it was it this week that, um, that, Instagram couple what are their names um oh, Cassandra okay. and so. Carl they obviously they announced to everyone that they're basically broken up like their marriage is basically finished so in terms of like having um being in a marriage and being in lockdown did that have any strain on your marriage or anything like that um we've got married in lockdown actually we're going to be celebrating one year in a couple Ooh. months um I think it made us closer but again I think for me and Emmanuel, we were friends. Like, we didn't become official. We literally dated for, like, six months um, before we became, like, official, like, boyfriend and girlfriend. And that's because Emmanuel had a daughter and he was conscious of the fact that he wasn't trying to bring um, just any random person into his daughter's life. Mm. And for me personally, yeah, men, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't got to say no! <laughs> You know, I was, I was on this attitude, yeah, of, I don't have time to I feel, men. But, so, I was just wary, and we just spent a lot of time getting to know each other. So, I feel like, um, 
we have a really good friendship. We actually enjoy each other's company. He looks forward to coming home to me. I look forward to him coming home from work. Hmm. Like, we just bust bare jokes. And I think lockdown brought us closer in that aspect, didn't it? Um, Do you know what, though? Even though you say that, I don't know, because obviously I'm guessing other people that have obviously gone through, you know, either their relationship ending and stuff, I'm sure they would probably be saying the same thing that you are now in terms of the fact that, yeah, like they were friends and stuff. But I think one thing I would, I think is maybe the the biggest factor here is when you're dating someone, you're not living together. And obviously, you know, maybe this, maybe if you explain more about your living situation, it'll, it'll make more sense. But I guess when people don't have that experience of dating and being with someone, especially if you're like from, from a family where they're quite strict and you can't move anywhere or you're like, you know, or like, you know, you're, you're basically going to be at home up until that moment that you become married. If they say that, you know, it's that change from being in, you know, your own personal space to being in a space with someone else. Yeah, that's I kind think of what is the big people factor. Up. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that's quite important. And as much as like, obviously we know, you know, we know what kind of background we're raised with. But I mm. think personally, I would encourage it because yes, you can get to know someone in um, like dating aspect, but living with someone is a completely different ball game. Mm. It's a completely different ball game. Mm. And it's like, you know how it is, you know when you go on holiday, yeah? And you think you know these girls, but <laughs> you think you know these girls, and then you get on holiday, yeah, and you're the one that's up early, ready to go, and then you go into their room, it's a chaos, fam. It's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> you're like, yo, wait. They're not ready. There is shoe here. There's a dress over there. The wig mm. is over there. Um, Like, do you understand like it's yeah yeah you know them as like as people but who they who they are as people may not be the same like in terms of their living situation yeah yeah and it That's... shows you a lot and i think it's very important because when you live with someone you under you see how they are first thing in the morning hmm. you see how they are last thing at night you see mm-hmm. how they are in all sorts of situations yeah. and for me um it's i think it's important to know how people are in different dynamics you need to know how your partner is when they're angry you need to know what they're like when they're sad you need to know what they're like when they're happy you need to know what they're like when they're frustrated you need to know what they're like when they what you wake um when you wake them up uh out of nowhere are they mm. gonna snap at you what are you waking me up for oh mm. really oh, okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> you get what i'm saying no i agree with you wholeheartedly and i think that's even something that you know, I was saying, I think, I don't know if I said this on the pod or just, you know, out loud, but um, for example, for me, I definitely want to be in a position, God willing, where, you know, I currently live in my in my parents' home, obviously, mm-hmm. but even if I don't move in with my partner, I would love to be able to have my own space so, like, they can come over and stay in, like, just, yeah. you get that test start, do you know what I mean? Because I just feel like, you know, people, and this is maybe, I don't know if I'm just speaking out of turn here, but I just feel like people like to, um, what do you call it? ignore other people's experiences and not mm-hmm. learn from it so obviously mm-hmm. you know guys we, we've got jennifer here and she's obviously spitting some facts some people will, will hear that be like wow yeah woo yeah but then when something like happens within their own self they will still they will still be like oh my god like i don't know what to do oh my god and you're just thinking learn from people's Bitches. from people's experiences really Bitches, and truly learn. And Sharon. we all saw that thread or people are not washing their yash <laughs> <laughs> People are not washing their yash. No, people are not washing their armpits. Like, do you get what I'm saying? This is yeah. certain things, yeah. And then 
like we all saw that thread and <laughs> we're all reading it with disgust because we're all thinking, wait, but how what the heck? But, but what how? But then been... there were more stories and there yeah. were more stories. So yeah. to me, yeah, I don't know what what's going on in your lives, but please <laughs> do not ignore those signs. It's so important because yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, if Emmanuel was a dirty person, how can I then trust that he's going to bathe Amari properly? No, but it's true. If God forbid, if anything was to happen to me, yeah, Emmanuel will be the one responsible for Mari. So I need to now trust that he's going to raise her and lead her in the way that I would want. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. This is these are these are like things that people do not think about. If mm. mommy goes away for a work trip and it's Emmanuel and Amari, I need to know, yeah, that he's gonna be able to cook something. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's true. These are some basic things that people don't like to like think about or or mm. When you go out on dates and stuff, you're going out, you're paying someone else to feed you. When you go on holiday, you're paying someone else to feed you. It's only when you stay in his house for a couple of days now, yeah, you're going to see, you're going to see, all right, cool, what are you saying though? You're going to make me breakfast. Because <laughs> what? We had McDonald's yesterday. The other day was Wagamama. So when are you going to cook? When are you going to make me something? Because when you come to my house, I will cook for you. Do you mm. understand? Things like that. It seems so basic and so obvious, but it's very important. Yeah. It's very important. You have to think about um, your children mm. and what you're, what kind of person you're going to potentially leave them with. Yeah. Mm. Emmanuel knows, God forbid, if anything was to happen to him, I would make sure that both Amari and Imani are taken care of. Mm. They will grow up to be mm. responsible young women. Hmm. Hmm. I'll make sure I that they... people are listening. No, Honestly, that guy you know is bad gango. Hey, you better run. <laughs> because at the end of the day it's not just going to be one person it's both of you raising this child isn't it mm. there are going to be days where you're tired and the other partner is going to need to pick up the slack so it's like oh I'm not going to be doing no micromanaging overseeing oh Emmanuel you're doing it like this Emmanuel you're doing it like that Emmanuel don't do it teach her this way that way or the other did it. I need to be able to trust you wholeheartedly that you're going to be able to teach my daughter the most basic things like even just how to conduct herself as a lady how to um carry herself in this world to make sure that people don't take her for an idiot mm. how to um know which man is good and which, know which man is bad do you know what i'm saying how to cook mm. there's certain things in it like you should be able to know that your partner can do these things with or without you yeah if you if you don't have that trust then why are you with them big facts honestly yeah, so I was going to say, to kind of um, round up, I saw um, a tweet on Twitter um, last week, or was it? Yeah, I think last week. And it was like, kind of like a scenario. So obviously, because you're a wife and a mum, I just wanted to get your, like, your opinion on, like, what would you do in this situation? So the tweet was, my daughter made a new friend at the playground. I asked the dad. <laughs> oh, that woman's can... an idiot. She's an idiot, man. <laughs> He's an idiot. Like, wait, you know wait, what? Wait, I read it to Emmanuel as well, yeah. I read it to Emmanuel, yeah. Emmanuel was like, she's an idiot. <laughs> okay, wait, let me let me read it out so that our listeners know what I'm referring to. Um, it said, My daughter made a new friend at the playground. I asked the dad if we can plan a play date. He's like, Okay, I'll give the number to my wife and you can ask her. I don't know why that was weird to me. Aren't you her parent too? Men who have to ask their wives first bug me. She now said, on the flip side, another dad happily texts me with no problem to arrange play dates. Like our kids want to be friends. You're obviously the one bringing them to the park. Why make it so complicated? Heifer. Heifer. <laughs> Spirit of Jezebel is in that one. No, she's actually, she's an idiot. Sorry. 
he's respecting his marriage and my thing is yeah the her ulterior motive came in the fact that if it was really about the children why does it matter who mm. is arranging yeah. the play date honestly why does it matter mm. i'm sorry yeah but it's about respect isn't it it's about respect I don't give a monkeys. If Emmanuel said yet, yeah, he's taking Amari and Amani to the park and then he comes back to Tommy and got some next lady's number. I'm not even trying to hear the scenario about what happened. All I heard was, <laughs> you got some next lady's number. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> you said you were taking my daughter to the park. Why have you come back with a next lady's number? Sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> did we get you? No, but honestly, <laughs> there is no scenario that would ever make sense to me. Let's be honest. Let's, we live in the real world. We live in the real world. If it's really about the children, collect the wife's number. She's a whole bag, bruv. Sorry, I don't care. She was trying to sleep with a man. <laughs> she was trying to sleep with a man. That's all. That's the only conclusion because I don't know what the issue is. Men that have to ask their wives. That's why, yeah, your relationship failed because you don't... Oh, res- God. No, it's true, though. God damn. At the end of the day, yeah, one thing I don't like about people is um, they'll be dissing marriage, but marriage is not by force. It's actually not by force. Mm. It's a choice mm. that you choose to make. If it's mm. not your, the choice for you, then don't do it. Mm. Then don't do it. Mind mm. the business that pays you. But mm. at the end of the day, yeah, if you choose to get married, that means you respect your partner and you respect certain boundaries. True. Mm. Yeah. That's mm. true. Straight mm. I don't even think about it like that, you know. Word, 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 word. Word, word, Because at the end of the day, yeah, I'm going to use my parents as an example. Why is my dad collecting next woman's number? <laughs> so that <laughs> what can true. happen? It's true. It's true. Under what circumstance? Under what? Like, un- when you actually think about it, like, even though um, our kids might be f- like friends at school, I don't know you. You're an actual stranger. Yeah, you're a stranger. Like, you're actually a stranger. So, how are you trying to tell me that you, you, you don't understand why my husband would want to maybe let me in on the loop of what's going on? I don't like, know. Like, I need from to. Anywhere. I don't like. And well, do you know, I know what's funny? Do you know what's funny? Because I'm not trying to like um sound stereotypical and things like that, but more time it's more mums that come to pick up their come yeah. to pick up their thing, or yeah. they'll be the one taking them to the play date and stuff like that. So it's probably be easier for you for me for me to give my wife the number because she'll be the one probably taking them to all these places. And you know how mums they'll be getting on like you people be going for brunch and things like that. So yeah. I'm thinking mm-hmm. that that's. No, like it's like a normal thing. Like it's not abnormal it's really, for. It's not. It's not. That's how you like, get to the play date now. This woman, she's very strategic. That's how the woman the play date now. Pants. The kids will have run off playing. Yeah. Now I've got to chat to you all day. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. How do I even know it's your children? You might just be your be your brother's <laughs> kids, and you put them to <laughs> collect man. How do we know? How do we know? <laughs> You're using them to collect man's numbers. Look at your life. Sorry, that you're actually a stranger yeah, and you're uh, now questioning. I couldn't dead. believe it. Like, I had to quote, tweet and call her Portia Williams. No, I think I saw your tweet, the... Tammy, because it did not make it. I was cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, Portia Williams. Like, what the heck? Like, that's what you... Like, you have to be wary of these people like that. girl actually wrote two whole tweets because of it. Like, um, it, how um, is it triggering you that much? Because they she wanted to sleep boy. with him. She wanted to they sleep with him. They dragged her. UK Twitter dragged her. US Twitter dragged her. <laughs> Nigeria Twitter dragged her. Like, she had to go on private. <laughs> yeah, because marriage is very sacred. At the mm. end of the day, yeah, it's a, it's a bond that you make, yeah? Whether you do civil service or whatever, you're making that bond in front of God. Even mm. if it's not in front of God, it's in front of your, the people that you love the most, your family and your friends. Mm. So not only, yeah, are you kind of 
disrespecting yourself, your partner. You're also disrespecting the people that you invited to share that day with you. That's how I see it. If you are not prepared to commit to the vows that you made in front of all those people that you, you value, my friend, what's the point? Leave it alone. Mm. Leave it alone. Mm. I'm not going to disrespect Emmanuel by going, say I'm going to the park and then collecting the next dad's number because the kids want to play. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that's nice. I'll be bringing them back tomorrow. We might see you then. See you later. What for? <laughs> I don't understand. What for? Mm. She's got loads of cousins, fam. It's fine. She don't even need friends like that. She actually don't need friends like that. She's all right. She's actually good. Like there's bare cousins, like she's good. Do you know what I'm saying? Like no, there's yeah. no need. There's no need. It's disrespectful. And you gotta be wary of these people that like, around children as well, because the world, yeah. the world we live in, you don't even Honestly, know. That's the what Jennifer was saying. That's things. what Jennifer yeah. was saying. Yeah. You're gonna be so obviously when you give birth. Like imagine you've gone through that whole thing. You're giving birth and now. Hey, God forbid, but do you know somebody what I mean? like, decides to be mad and wants to go yeah. target. Your, God forbid, bad thing. Anyway, honestly, do you know it's what fine. as well. Like just on a side note, before we, I know we're gonna round up in a minute, but I tw- I remember tweeting one time like a while ago. I think it was like last year that. Now I, I, parents were so like um, over the top about sleepovers and stuff because honestly, the thought of my child staying at another person's house that I don't know, because obviously it's normally like, oh, mom, this is my friend from school, but you don't necessarily know the family or the parents and stuff. You don't know if they've got older brothers or whatever, and you don't know what the men are on. You don't know what the dad is on. You don't know what the brothers are on. Do you know what I mean? And even the, you know what, it's crazy because it's, even the people, and obviously not speak on us, God forbid this will happen, like this, this won't happen, but when you hear of these stories as well, it's even people that they know, as in like there's even, like you know what yeah, I mean, like yeah. people we talk yeah. about uncles and aunt, like all those type of things, like that's why it's like, even if you do know someone, you still, it's still not enough. Them. It's still not enough. Honestly, Mari's literally already stayed with my brother and mm. um, Emmanuel's um, family and my mum, mm-hmm. that's, mm. that's it. That's it, that's it. That's literally going to be the circle. <laughs> everybody mm. else i don't know you yeah i don't yeah. know you i'm not trying to have to kill anyone like i don't want to have to do that because you decided <laughs> to move mad i don't yeah. want to do you know what yeah. I mean? i'd rather avoid yeah. it at all costs but yeah yeah i know a gunman in it let's not let's not <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, like, there's a bad man in Enfield right now just <laughs> roaming stealing people's kids like I just no, oh. It's just like, oh God it's oh God we rebuke it in Jesus name my kids amen. are protected by the blood of Jesus amen. it shall be well with all of them all the amen. days of their life amen, amen. but amen. um yeah, I think that's such hey, a good point the amens that we have amen <laughs> children to. are so precious like I think that's what hurts me the most like when you see these things on like Twitter and stuff about like children going missing and stuff it's because like they are literally so pure in that like they're so I don't know how to explain it. It's but... adults that mess them up. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're the so most. And also, thing. don't you think as well that like actually the things that you went through as a child, like if you've experienced any any trauma or whatever as a child, that actually messes you up more as an adult than the things that you've experienced as an adult. If that makes mm, sense. Definitely. Yeah. So I feel like that's why yeah. you definitely want to like, as a parent or just somebody who loves like a child or whatever, like you just want to you just want to protect them because you know that the things that occur whilst they're in their formative years can really impact them later on in life. Definitely. That's why we're trying to surround her with just love, peace and joy. I just want her to know enjoyment, man. That's it. Mm. I just want her to know enjoyment because life is already going to be stressful for her later on. Let her just know enjoyment in her childhood. It's true. Yeah, big facts. Love that. Definitely. 
But anyway, guys, thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Nah, honestly, You're thank you so much for coming on. Like, I feel like you've just, you've really given us the realness. There's no one that can come and say, oh, no, I'm not. Listen, this is the realest thing yet when it comes to this topic. So I hope you guys have really enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, thanks again, Jennifer, for coming on. Um, make sure you guys follow us on our socials, btspod underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, as always, we'll be back again next week, Monday, with another episode. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you guys in our next one. Bye. 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 Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.